Hello and welcome. This is another Coffee Rollout episode from the Market Lane Coffee Podcast, where we introduce new coffees to the Market Lane team. We got a new espresso out this week. It is Kalahute from Weiwei Tenango in Guatemala. My name is Einar, and Jason is here to tell us more about this coffee. Hello, Jason. Hello, Anna. Hello, everyone. Great to be back. Yes, it's uh, changed. We got a new um, insulation in the studio. All for the benefit of our listeners. So, In the last episode, we mentioned that Guatemala is known for its distinct coffee regions. And uh, this coffee comes from one of the best known. It's Weiwei Tenango. Could you tell us uh, a little bit more about this region? Yes, Weiwei Tenango is one of the few regions in Guatemala that's not volcanic region. Uh, a lot of the other regions we buy from are um, Antigua, Acatenango, Atitlan, things like that. They're all surrounded by a lot of volcanoes. Huehuetenango is a very mountainous high elevation region uh, in the north sort of west part of Guatemala. It's very close to the Mexican border and uh, on the Pacific side of the Mexican border as well. And because of the proximity to some very warm plateaus in Mexico, it brings a lot of hot air through across the border and this allows coffee to be grown at very high elevations uh, in Huehuetenango. So they will grow coffee up to 2,000 meters above sea level in these areas. It's a very remote part of Guatemala as well. Uh, I actually haven't been there myself. Uh, Nick and Fleur have both visited uh, Huehuetenango. I think it's like a seven or 10 hour drive and you can also fly there and that's obviously a bit faster. There were also some names in the last episode that um, I know what you're talking about, but it can be difficult for people that might be new to Market Lane to know mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Uh, you're mentioning some exporters, uh, Prisma and uh, Ricardo Salaya. Could you explain a little bit more about the exporters and who we work with in Guatemala? It is a little bit confusing because in Guatemala, um, large producers are also exporters. For example, Ricardo Salaya is quite a big landholder in Guatemala. He has a couple of different farms and he's also a registered exporter, which means he can export his own coffee. He can also export other people's coffee if he wishes. Uh, so he does both. We also work with strictly just an exporter. So Prisma, Eduardo Ambrosio, who owns Prisma, he is uh, just an exporter. So he'll go around tasting other people's coffees and he'll coordinate the milling of the coffees and coordinate getting the coffees into containers and shipping them to to us here in Australia. People like Ricardo Zelaya, because they have quite a large farm, they do all their wet processing on their own farm, which is very common. He also does the dry processing on his own farm. So he has quite a large dry mill on his own farm where he'll be able to hull and sort and process all his own coffee for green green export, which is much less common in, in Guatemala. So I mentioned Prisma, um, I mentioned Santa Clara. We also work with Santa Isabel, and he is also a large landholder in Guatemala. He wet processes his own coffee and he's an exporter, but he gets his coffee dry milled somewhere else. So he doesn't have his own dry mill. We also work with Ronnie Asensio, who owns La Soledad, and he has a wet, um, wet mill on his farm, but his coffee is dry processed somewhere else and exported by someone else. So a lot of the smaller producers that we work with, um, they're all sort of coordinated and then exported by via Prisma. So Eduardo adds a lot of value um, for us by you know not only sort of uncovering new farms, but working with some of the farms we've worked with for a long time to help them export coffee to us. So they work as a kind of an agent or the link between you and the, the farmer. Yeah, I describe Prisma as also as like a marketing agent as well as an exporter. And we do work uh, differently with different exporters 
in terms of how we actually go about purchasing the coffee or choosing the coffee. For example, with Ricardo Zelaya, we will estimate how much coffee we'd be buying uh, for the year. So we'd say we'll probably want, you know, half a container or a full container load of, of coffee, this sort of quality, and please put us on the list, basically. And then when it's been harvested, Ricardo will usually have a couple of lots for us to choose from, not many, and we'll pick the one we like and, and go from there. And that's the same with Santa Isabel as well. Um, Luis Valdez will have an idea about of how much coffee we're looking for for Melbourne coffee merchants or for Market Lane and we'll be able to pick from a couple of different lots but not necessarily from you know 10 it might be just three or four different lots that are available generally the quality is excellent from both farms and it's really reliable because they're very good at what they do so picking is picking our preference rather than picking one that's much better than the other one I don't remember if we mentioned this in the beginning but Ricardo Salao produces Santa Clara which we'll often see as a component in the seasonal espresso Santa Clara is one of the farms we've been buying from for a very long time since we started Market Lane and he's one of the most consistent and best coffee producers we work with. The way we work with Prisma can be slightly different. So Prisma can act as a marketing or just an exporting agent for some of the farms that we're quite familiar with. So Maravilla, for example, or El Guatalon, or you know some of the smaller farms that perhaps don't export their own coffee or we don't buy enough from to get a whole or half container load from. But he also discovers new coffee. So he will go out and taste a lot of different coffees and select a few that he thinks we might like and send a bunch of samples for us to taste and choose if we want to discover something new. He's a prolific cupper and he does a lot of work with Cup of Excellence as well in for the national juries and international juries. So he's ex- exposed to a lot of different different coffees from Guatemala. And this coffee, Calaute, comes from a quite big farm. Can you tell us a little bit more about the farm? It is quite a big farm. Um, the farm itself is 220 hectares, which is enormous. They were mostly a commercial farm, so they have only just recently started producing or like aiming to produce better quality coffee or specialty coffee. They produce about three containers of coffee a year, which is 56 ton approximately. They grow Bobon and Katsura varieties, as well as a few other varieties on their farm, more experimental ones. Um, the lot we purchased is just Bobon and Katura. MCM bought about half a container from, from this farm this year. And Market Lane just bought about 1,500 kilos. So we're hoping to have it on until about the middle of October. But it is a very well-priced coffee and it's tasting great. So it may go quicker. Speaking of the taste, we made some earlier with Nick as espresso. And we tested it uh, with milk and black. Shall we share some of the thoughts? Mm, yeah, it was delicious. Let me share some of the notes that I took. I found it really nutty. Some really nice pecan or toasted hazelnuts. A little bit of uh, peanut sometimes. Um, some really nice soft fruit notes like uh, I tasted mild cherry or some stone fruit like a tart nectarine. I found it had a really long finish, especially like walnut, a little bit of green apple coming through. And then at the very end, just hazelnut for me. Just a really nice lingering aftertaste of hazelnut, which I found really pleasant. This is just as an espresso. We'll talk about milk in a second. My tasting note as an espresso are quite similar. I got red apple uh, instead of green. Uh, cherry, molasses, brown sugar, a bit of blackberry and a very sweet cup of coffee. Yeah, and then with milk, I found that the cherry or the fresh fruit notes sort of disappeared, but the soft toasted nut notes really lingered and were accentuated. I found some really nice notes of like uh, baked apple pie, um, short crust pastry. Yeah, very delicious. What did you find, Anna? Yeah, I thought the nutty notes came out much more with the with the milk. It made me feel like uh, dunking a biscotti in there, like mm. the kind of almond-like uh, flavors, hazelnut, caramel, 
Uh, I got a bit of honeycomb, but it's not the honeycomb that you're talking about on the label. It's the golden syrup, sugary baking soda. Violet crumble yes. honeycomb. Yeah. Lovely. And Anna, what are the tasting notes we have on the bag? The tasting notes on the bag are heavy bodied with toasted nut and honeycomb. Nice. This coffee retails for $18 for 250 grams. And it's relatively low price. Like normally our seasonal espresso is the cheapest coffee, but we found the Kalahute to be very well priced. And this is part of the reason for that is that the scale that he produces coffee at. He does a huge amount of coffee and he doesn't necessarily do a lot of things like lot separation or special pickings or that sort of extra special care that um, we would find from Santa Isabel or Santa Clara, um, which are more expensive coffees. We've decided to reflect the price that we paid for it in the price that we're selling it. And therefore it's, you know, $18 for 250 grams. Yeah, we had a question from the floor about uh, La Bougainvillea and the, the price. Uh, do you want to talk about that? So the question was, why is it more expensive than some of the other filter coffees that we have? And the simple answer is that it just reflects what we paid for it. So we paid a higher price for this coffee than for um, other coffees. And the way that um, I price our filter coffees by the cup and by the bag is, well, it is directly correlated to how much we paid for it. And it does seem like a lot, but for perspective, coffee from this farm, not this particular lot, but Pacamara from this farm was submitted to Cup of Excellence and won and came 20th place and achieved a really, really high price at international auction, uh, something like $30 per kilo, um, which is an extraordinary price. And, and for reference, that's the sort of price that we would pay for a really exotic variety from Bolivia, something like the Alacitas Geisha variety, you know, some of the best quality coffee in the world. So at $10 a cup, it is expensive, but for getting one of the best coffees in Guatemala for the year, I think it's pretty well priced. Calahute is a washed bourbon and Catura varietal coffee from Weiwei Tenango region of Guatemala. The tasting notes on the bag are heavy bodied with toasted hazelnut and honeycomb. This coffee retails for $18 for 250 gram and $58 per kilo. And we will have this coffee on the shelf until the beginning of October. Thank you, everyone. We hope you enjoy this coffee, maybe with a biscotti or something. Thanks for listening. Uh, please let us know if you have any questions or any feedback on the coffees or anything else. Thank you. Thank you.